here we are, another edition of the Power Hour on the Planet. We're live on the station. Listen to the Planet, also live on my Facebook page, and we are live on the Listen to the Planet Facebook page. So I appreciate you listening this morning. However, or whichever way you're doing it, feel free to comment in the chat if you're watching. Do this every morning at 8 o'clock. It's live on the planet, live on Facebook. Also got a YouTube channel set up. It's called the Planet Power Hour with Chris Logan. You can get all the previous content there if you miss a quote-unquote show or episode. We started this last week, so like we're only into six episodes. But the YouTube channel is there if you want to go and subscribe. And we're on Spotify too, so if you... Listen to music via Spotify, podcast on Spotify. We're on we're on Spotify, and I believe it's the Planet Power Hour there. Apple Podcast coming soon, and also a Google Podcast coming soon as well. Both those are going to be just strictly audio. So what is coming up in the Power Hour today? I'm going to talk about being a morning person. going to talk about Thanksgiving food. We are going to talk a little football today because I think we have to. Philly lost. Harold Perkins. Saints. It's a time to bring back Winston. That is coming up. Boy, this deal with FTX, the cryptocurrency, that's that's a mess. Sad story, the shooting at the University of Virginia. Also... Republican seat in California brings the Republicans closer to the House. I'm also going to share a meme that I saw on Facebook. Saw a couple people share this. I want to get your thoughts on it. Did you see the story about the car that went through the roof in Zachary? That's that's coming up. Um, I, I saw this right before we started the show. Someone shared it on Facebook. There was a Chinese man that finished a marathon in three and a half hours while chain-smoking. That is coming up. There's now eight billion people in the world. We'll talk about that. Also going to talk about Thanksgiving food battle. If you had one food, one Thanksgiving food that you had to get rid of, what would it be? Like that one dish that you do not like. Could be anything for Thanksgiving. I have a post set up on the Planet Facebook page if you want to go and comment there. And then also this, NBC. Remember that reporter that reported a totally different story about the attack at the Pelosi home? He has yet to be seen again on NBC. So that's coming up later in the show, too. But we start with this. Are you a morning person? I try to be. Some mornings I'm up earlier some other some mornings I'm up later than I like to be. And when I say later than I like to be, that's like 5.45-ish. I, I like to be here at work, especially with starting the Planet Power Hour. I like to be here by at least 5.45. If I'm here after 6, I consider it late. But if you're not a morning person, you may want to become a morning person. Again... As Bobby Brown said in the late 80s, it's your prerogative, right? On whether you want to be a morning person or not. But 
Research has linked early birds to better mental health and a lower risk of depression. Research also found that morning people tend to do more during the day than people who wake up later. And waking up early is often the only chance for some people, like parents, to have time to themselves. So what are you? Are you an early riser? Are you a late riser? Are you a vampire? It's okay. But according to this, better mental health and a lower risk of depression if you wake up early. So this Thanksgiving food, we're going to visit it a little bit now. And then also visit it again at the end of the show. Because I'm not sure how Facebook's algorithm will work today. Like we may get a lot of, <laughs> I'm looking at some of the comments already. We may get a lot of comments on this post on Listen to the Planet's Facebook page. We may not. But the question is this. It's a Thanksgiving food battle. You have to get rid of one Thanksgiving dish. Which one would you get rid of? I would, I would. I, I think for me, it would be stuffing. And growing up in South Louisiana, well, we don't really have that much quote-unquote stuffing. But I come from a Cajun family. Maybe you're a little bougie and, and, you, and you got the stuffing. Again, that's fine. But stuffing, eh, not much for me. Or like if it would come to a dessert, cherry pie. Not that big on that. But put, me, put, me, put a pecan pie in front of me, it's over. But a couple of the comments so far... And Ash says, anything that the bougie family members bring. Okay, Ash, yep. Would that be, would that be stuffing? <laughs> uh, Chris says, dry turkey. Uh, Nick from the Hangover Cafe says, those yams with the marshmallow shawls. Yep. Th 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 and that's a classic Thanksgiving dish. Now, my wife makes this sweet potato casserole that has brown sugar in it, butter, pecan, some other stuff. That's really good. Brian says, anything that the ant, you only see that one time of year, which she brings, and that goes with Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> that ant you only see one time of year. And Brett says, cranberry sauce can go. Yep. And look, my, my family's not that bougie. If you're talking cranberry sauce in my family, you still see the ridges from the can. You know, you... And then cranberry, cranberry sauce is out, <laughs> and you slice it up a little bit, and you can eat it. But there's no fancy cranberry sauce in my family. There may be in yours. If your family's a little bougie, that's, that's cool with me. Again, we can agree to disagree, right? So let's, let's start with a little football talk. Last night, the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Washington Commanders. A little surprise to me. I believe the Commanders were 4-5. and five. Philadelphia, they were undefeated. And, and I think part of this just kind of proves, man, when you have division play, whether it's at the high school level, college level, we saw that with Arkansas and LSU on Saturday. Saw it for a couple Cajuns games this year, too. You see it for NFL games. Anything can happen when you're playing your division rival. And last night, the Commanders made a statement, beat the Phillies. 
So now maybe that means that the Saints have a chance on New Year's Day and we're not going to ring in 2023 with the Saints loss. <laughs> but Saints, they do play Philadelphia on New Year's Day, January 1st. Uh, final score, I think, was 30, I don't know, 30-something to 20-something. I think it was 33-21 anyway, but Philly lost. Also, got to say congratulations. Again, I'm not an LSU fan. Now, my nephew told me, he said, are you becoming an LSU fan? And the answer to that, my friends, is no. No. Okay? I'm, I'm not becoming an LSU fan. But you got to give credit where credit's due. Harold Perkins is a man, and he's a player. I hope for his sake he stays healthy. That guy is going to be playing on Sunday. But if you are an LSU fan, Harold Perkins Jr. named the SEC Defensive Player of the Week again. So congratulations to him. And we got to talk a little bit about the Saints. Because now we, oh, Seth says, last night was a trap game. Eagles hadn't played anyone of significance. Easiest schedule in the NFL. Okay, Seth, I, I'll, I, I see you there. Um, Tim, can Cranberry, all right, coming back. Uh, Jenny says, I just want all the sides. Uh, green bean casserole, my sister-in-law says. Um, turkey. All right, so we had a few comments here on on the live this morning about what's one thing you would want to uh, to go away, Thanksgiving dish. Also got that post up on the Planet page if you want to go and comment. But there's some talk today about the Saints. And we're, we're not a good football team. I'll say it again, I'm not jumping off of the bandwagon. I'm here to stay. I was a Saints fan before the Super Bowl, and I will remain a Saints fan after the Super Bowl. But this year, we're not a good football team. And I think the players, I think they're, they're not believing. Dennis Allen, man, I don't know if I saved it. Yesterday, uh, I thought I did. Well, I saw a couple people share this meme. It's the Saints logo. It says, please respect our privacy during this difficult time. Yes, it is. Um, but there was someone else who had Dennis Allen's record as a head coach. And he, hasn't, he doesn't have a great track record as a head coach. And that's the Dennis Allen that we see. Is he a good defensive coordinator? I think he was for us. Is he a good head coach? I, I don't think so. But now there's question of Jameis Winston making a comeback. I was a Jameis Winston, what's a big word to say, proponent? Is that, is that right, if I can use a big word today? I wanted Jameis Winston to start. Now again, I'm going to say this. Was I a Jameis Winston fan when he was in Tampa Bay? No, he was the enemy. Did I laugh at Jameis Winston? Yes, I did. Old crab legs, eating the W, all that stuff. I, I, I did. But when he came over to the Saints, it seemed like he changed his ways. And if Coach Sean Payton and Drew Brees can change him 
can make him into a better quarterback, I was down for that. And dude was working out. He lost, he lost weight. Now he had he had some funny, he had some funny workouts, but he was getting back into shape. And dude could still throw the football, man. He got a cannon. And my thing last year was give him a year. If he's good, keep him. If he's not, cut him. And we didn't see that last year because he got injured. So enter this year. He gets the start again. Mm, was up and down. More down than up. I'll, I'll give the Jameis Winston haters that. But enter Andy Dalton. We saw the Andy Dalton of Chicago and Dallas in his late run in Cincinnati. That's the Andy Dalton we're seeing now. Now, my thing, too, with Jameis Winston compared to Andy Dalton is that I feel that Jameis Winston has a few more football years if he could turn things around. He's given that second chance with the Saints. If he can turn things around, give him that shot. But at this point, give him his shot again. Let's get through this season and see what happens. But I, I think Dennis Allen and the coaching staff lost the team. I mean, when Alvin Kamara has eight carries for 30-something yards, that, that's, that's, that's not going to work. We have the Rams this Sunday in the Superdome. Rams are not much better than us, but neither were the Steelers, and we made the Steelers look good. <laughs> we're probably going to make the Rams look good, and they might cheat again in the Superdome too. But still, who that man? You got to take the ups. You got to take the downs. You got to take the in-betweens and support your team, whoever they are. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not... I didn't really follow this whole FTX story. And I looked up a few things this morning. FTX and the cryptocurrency deal that, that's very reminiscent of Enron, Bernie Madoff. That's kind of what this whole ordeal makes me think of. But, what, billions of dollars gone I read that Tom Brady was invested in this FTX deal. Um, you know, this morning watching the news, they were talking about it. Like, there were, there were teachers' pensions invested in this FTX. And now gone. They... filed bankruptcy. And so I pulled up a story. This is from the AP. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, read it word for word. The imploded cryptocurrency trading firm FTX is now short billions of dollars after experiencing the crypto equivalent of a bank run. So people were taking their money out. The exchange, formerly one of the world's largest, sought, sought bankruptcy protection last week as its CEO and founder resigned. That dude's name is, uh, he, got like, he got like three names. What is it? 
I thought it was here in this story, but it's not. Oh, man. Sam Bankman-Fried. That is his name. Hours later, the firm said that there had been, quote, unauthorized access and the funds had disappeared. Gone. Analysts say hundreds of millions of dollars may have vanished. The unraveling of the once huge giant exchange is sending shockwaves through the crypto industry. Why did FTX go bankrupt? Customers fled the exchange over years about whether FTX had sufficient capital and it agreed to sell itself to rival crypto exchange Binance. But the deal fell through while Binance's due diligence on FTX's balance sheet was still pending. And again, this is from an AP News story. FTX had valued its assets between $10 billion and $50 billion and listed more than 130 affiliated companies around the world. That's according to its bankruptcy filing. Look, and and they were were tied to a lot of, of major companies. I believe they were a sponsor. I saw a picture this morning that they were a sponsor. Like they were on the jacket of Major League Baseball umpires. Golden State Warriors cut ties with FTX. And that guy, Sam Bankman-Fried, was a talker and also a a genius, went to MIT. Now, he's not much of a genius. I don't mean it in, in that way. But this is a messy situation, and a lot of people lost a lot of money. But when you put a teacher pension into cryptocurrency... I don't think I would. But now, this morning, they're also tying into this FTX and money into the Democratic Party and also into Ukraine. And this was a story that I saw on Fox News. Uh, Other news outlets reporting this as well. But there's a connection between Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, the Democratic Party, and the Ukraine, and that Sam Bankman-Fried donated nearly $127 million to Democratic candidates, second to George Soros. Were they funneling money? Mm. And then also... The talk about donating money to Ukraine as well. Had to do with the, with the cryptocurrency and, and all that stuff. But if you want to read a little bit more about it, you can. I don't want to bore you that much. And so I read some of it yesterday, read a little bit about it this morning. And I don't know, just a mess. And, and you know, for me... You know what I was thinking from this, because I'm not a big crypto guy. Do I have a little bit? Yes, I do. And it's only through Robin Hood. Like I have uh, some Doge, and what else do I have? I have something else, but it's, it's, it's like minimal. But you know what made me think when this happened, it's like, where will cryptocurrency go from here? Will this bring changes to the crypto industry? Maybe. Also, a sad story, man, it, from Virginia. 
the school shooting. And, or, or I should say, let me, let me correct that. The shooting at a school at the University of Virginia. So the suspect, this is from the AP, the suspect in a shooting at the University of Virginia that killed three members of the football team was taken into custody yesterday. More than 13 hours after he allegedly gunned down fellow students in a bus as they returned from a field trip, a school field trip. University President Jim Ryan and law enforcement officials were in the middle of a late morning news conference when they received word that Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. had been apprehended. Two other students were wounded in the shooting late Sunday night, which happened near a campus parking garage as a charter bus full of students returned from seeing a play in Washington, D.C. for a class field trip. I I didn't realize that college uh, classes went on field trips. Now, Ryan was um, one of the students that was in critical condition. The other, other student was in good condition at a local hospital. But yesterday, the shooting sent off a intense manhunt. Authorities ordering students to shelter in place, and they conducted building by building and ground searching of the campus. Students stayed in place for more than 12 hours until the order was lifted late Monday morning. Coming off the bus after... Going to a field trip. And three football players at the University of Virginia passed away. You can read a little more uh, on that story as well, and I'm, I'm sure more will come with that story. But I want to remind you, too, if you're listening, if you're watching, listen to the Planet Facebook page. Got a question going this morning? If you had to give up, get rid of one Thanksgiving dish, what would it be? You can go to the Planet Facebook page and comment. If you're watching along on our Facebook Live this morning, you can add it in there. Gerald Jackson, is crypto going to die? I, uh, that's kind of a question. Gerald, where, where does it go from here? Josh, definitely funneling money. James Poo Poo says hello. <laughs> my old man, my old friend, Poo Poo Broussard. What's going on, bud? David, time to start Taysom. You know what, David? David could be right there. David could be right there. I didn't, I didn't think about that. But, man, I still think Winston, just give him, man, I don't know. Did he, did he, did he get a shot? Maybe he did. Start Taysom. But if you're a Saints fan, I, I don't think we can deny that we, we need a quarterback. <laughs> we need a QB bad, and we need a head coach bad. I wanted to give Dennis Allen the benefit of the doubt, and I did. Just like I did Jameis Winston, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, even though he came from the enemy. He came from Tampa Bay. If Coach and Drew could bring him in, get him ready to put on a black and gold uniform and hit the field for us, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Jessica, haven't heard from old Poo Poo Broussard. I don't know. James, you want to you come back, man? 
I'll make you a, uh, you can, you can be a part of my power hour on the planet. You can have some poo-poo jokes again. Um, never forget whenever I saw that, saw that video. I don't know what it is about this time of year. If my lip is too short or my teeth are too long, but my lips get chap chap. <laughs> and back when I worked in radio, uh, poo-poo was part of our morning show for a little while. Funny dude, man. Like he is literally just a, a funny guy. I, I like I like James a lot. Um, but I don't know. Can we resurrect Poo Poo Broussard? <laughs> not not sure. What else are we talking about this morning? Oh, Republican seat in California. Republicans are closer to getting the house. Now, the point of this power hour is to hit headlines and stories of the day. It's not going to be all political, but when we have political headlines, I want to talk about it. And that's somewhat of of what I missed in radio. Because now, everybody's tiptoeing around everything. I don't know. What, What did Dave Chappelle say? At his end, the end of his monologue, we talked about it yesterday on Saturday Night Live. It shouldn't be this hard to talk. It, it shouldn't be. But that's, that's the time that we're, we're living in now. But let's see if I can pull up this story because I wanted to get some information on that. And I thought I had it saved. What's wrong with my producer? My producer's not doing his job. I'm going to have to have a talk with myself after the power hour and tell myself to straighten up. But the Associated Press projects that GOP Ken Calvert will defeat his Democratic challenger, Will Rollins, following a very competitive race for California's 41st Congressional District. This was considered a must-win for Republicans pushing the GOP one seat closer to the 218 needed to regain a House majority. Though control of the House still up for grabs, according to the Associated Press race projections. Let's take take Republicans, let's take Democrats out of this. Why does it take so long for what's supposed to be the best nation, country in the world, Why can't we get an election right? Used to be a powerhouse, uh, our our American nation. We're not. Laughing stock of the world. Not respected at all anymore. Nope. Why can't, why does it take weeks, even a month, to get results from an election. I saw this, and this is kind of this is kind of a joke. I wanted to share it with you today. You may have seen it floating around on social media. 300 million lottery tickets are sold in four days. Within hours, the commission knows how many winning tickets are sold, down to the time and location the ticket was purchased. <laughs> Meanwhile, Arizona's still counting. American Idol could tally 50 million votes in a commercial break. There are no excuses, only fraud. 
And if you think otherwise, you're part of the problem. So what do you think about that? And again, let's agree to disagree here. Shouldn't be that bad. Shouldn't be that bad to talk. Disagree with me there? Cool. Take, take, take your party out of it. As an American, don't you have questions of, of why our election goes so long like that? <sighs> Does it leave room for fraud? I don't know. Now, it's up to the states, right, for, you know, what, what they do with an election. Remember what was it in 2000? Like the hanging chads, remember that in Florida? And then they, Florida changed their ways and, and they're counting votes quick. But I don't know. No, I don't know. Not telling you how to think, but I do remember the hanging chads. They have to count millions of votes again. And they still did it quicker than the other states are doing. Like they, they, they still did it quicker. Anyway, what else are we talking about this morning? Talking about this. And this is a story from Louisiana. And let me see if I can connect because I had, I had my computer connected to my other screen. That went away. Boy, my producer, I'm a, I'm about have, I'm gonna have to fire my producer. That would mean no show if I have to fire my producer. All right, so I have it, I have it up there, and if you give me two seconds, or maybe ten seconds, I'm gonna pull it up. If you're listening on the planet, you're gonna have to go back and watch this. And I, I think I saw this story over the weekend, and I saw it again this morning. Happened in Zachary. A car went through a roof of a house. Did you see that? Oh, I'm about to fire. I'm about to fire my producer. Oh, here it is right here. Bro, I'm struggling this morning. Okay, here it is. And and I don't have it on my TV anymore. Okay, so we're not even we're not even going to, uh, we're not even going to show you that. But there was a car that crashed into a roof of a home in Zachary Friday night. You may have seen this. There is a home, and there is a car inside the house. Luckily, everyone's okay. And when I saw this, I'm like, how, like how did it happen? Because there's a house. And there's a car in the house. There was no ramp. Like, like, there was no nothing. So how did the car end up in the house? And it looks like there's a little more to this, this story. According to Chief David McDavid, called, I do got an awesome name, David McDavid. First responders were called to a Zachary home in the 2300 block of Rita Street. When officials arrived at the scene... They discovered a vehicle was stuck on the roof of a home. The driver of the vehicle allegedly had a medical condition, which caused her to drive in a ditch, hit a tree, become airborne, and landed through the roof. 
The home was occupied by two teenagers who managed to evacuate safely. Imagine being in a house, you're hanging out, and a car flies through the roof into your home. Now, authorities say the driver of the vehicle was an elderly woman. Zachary Fire Department was able to rescue the woman from the vehicle and airlift her to a hospital where she was treated. Doesn't give an update on how she's doing, but I says to be treated. So I'm guessing and hoping that she's doing okay. But I wanted to show you that picture. It's from KLFY.com. They have it, and it's a picture from the Zachary Police Department. But my producer's doing a bad job this morning, and I have my computer connected to my TV, and that's how I'm getting some of the stuff for us to see and hear. But that's not working today. So we're just going to um, deal with it and move on. But could you imagine hanging out at your house and a vehicle lands in there? But also, imagine hitting a ditch, hitting a tree, and then going into a house, this poor elderly lady. Chat to have been giving it some gas, huh? Maybe something happened, her foot stayed on the gas, and then woof, woof. Airborne. But if you want to look at that picture, you can check out KLFY.com. This I saw this morning, and it made me laugh out loud, and I had to search for the story. Because I saw someone share it on social media, and it was only a picture. And I'm like, wait a minute, is that real? Because look, you have to question whether things on social media are real now or not. But here's the headline. Chinese man runs marathon in just three and a half hours despite chain smoking for the entire 42 kilometers. And get this, my man not only did it once, he did it twice before. And he, they, have, they have a picture of him like that. I, I don't smoke, but he's, he's like that lighting a cigarette. Three hours, 28 minutes, and 45 seconds. Dude is 50 years old. Uncle Chin is what they call him. <laughs> well, I wish I could show you the picture because he's running and his cigarette's just hanging from his lip. Well, like the corner like that. But that's kind of what happens when you're running and you have a cigarette in your lip. There he is going to town, man. 50-year-old dude. Look, and here's the picture. He's like that. Lighting up his stogie. Let me see how many pictures I can find of this. Of this. Chinese sensation has a history of smoking while running. He ran both the 2018 word I can't pronounce marathon and the 2019 other word I can't pronounce marathon while lighting up. In 2018, he clocked a time of three hours, 36 minutes. And in 2019, three hours and 32 minutes. So he beat his time while still smoking. <sighs> he got his little pack. It looks like some Winstons. They sell Winstons in China because it looks like that gold pack of Winstons. Smoking the heavy stuff, too. I'll show y'all. Tell me to stop smoking. I'm going to run marathons while smoking. Chin also apparently became known as the smoking brother in running circles 
after a 2017 event. He also runs ultra marathons too, with one spanning 50 kilometers and lasting 12 hours. Wonder how many packs he goes through during the ultra marathons. <laughs> Reactions to this incredible athlete have been mixed. Some people saluting his abilities. I do. While others say it's a bad example. Look, can everybody do it? No, but Uncle Chin can do it. Let him do it. One Insta uh, Instagram user wrote, there goes my hero. Watch him as he smokes. <laughs> Somebody else said, imagine being stuck behind him the whole race. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Dude's puffing, smoke's going back. You know, the person in the back of them trying to lead uh, a healthy life, secondhand smoke, getting them at the, uh, at, at the marathon. One other person said, so this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> there are currently no rules prohibiting marathon runners from smoking cigarettes while they compete. <laughs> there goes my hero. Watch him as he smokes. <laughs> Dude, running like that. Oh, now I lost my pen. <laughs> but come on. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> Look at it. He's running, lighting his cigarette. And, I mean, he, and he looks like a small guy, skinny guy, fit guy. I don't run, as you can see. Um... Maybe I should start running, running and smoking. What? Why are you doing that? Oh, I learned that from my Uncle Chin. Who's Uncle Chin? Google him. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, also, we now have 8 billion people in the world as of today. 8 billion people. The world's population officially Hit eight billion. Did I have something on my pin? Anyway, the world's population officially hit eight billion people today. That's according to the UN. They do projections based on birth rates and life expectancy. And today's the day we cross the eight billion mark. That's a lot of people. We've added another billion in just over a decade. We were at seven billion in 2001. According to the story, it says it seems like that's way too many people, right, Bill Gates? The good news is population growth is slowing down. It says it should take 15 years before we hit 9 billion people in 2037 and another 20-plus years to hit 10 billion around 2058. So how did we get to 8 billion? We didn't hit a billion people until 1804. McDonald's, when I think billion, I think like McDonald's, didn't they used to have like a little marketing ploy where it was like two billion served? What was that? Was that back in the 80s? But we didn't hit a billion people until 1804. So it took us 300,000 years to, to hit the one billion mark and just over 200 years to add 7 billion more. After 1804, it took another 123 years to hit 2 billion 
which was in 1927. We hit three billion in 1960. We hit four billion by 1974, five billion in 1987, six billion in 99, and seven billion in 2011. Now, I'm not going to go into the rest of the story about climate change and all this other stuff. But yeah, $8 billion considered to be, quote, a milestone in human development. They also say it's a day to consider humanity's shared responsibility for the planet. If you grew up in the 80s, did, did you... <laughs> Did you see Acid Rain? You ever saw Acid Rain? I didn't. Remember they told us that in school? That if we didn't change our ways, we'd see Acid Rain? Remember they said the ozone layer would go away? I saw Purple Rain, right? We all saw Purple Rain. We saw that movie. And we, we have the album. I still have the Purple Rain album because Prince is good. So we saw Purple Rain in the 80s. We listened to Purple Rain in the 80s, but we didn't see any acid rain in the 80s. And that was going to get us. That was going to kill us, if you remember. There's always something. There's always something. Just follow the trail. What else are we talking about this morning? Got a couple other things in close to 15 minutes left in the power hour. I think we're going to close with the Thanksgiving food battle. And that is, and if, you want, if you're watching the live, you want to come in. We've got a lot of people commenting on the live this morning. Also put that on our Planet Facebook page. If there was one Thanksgiving dish that you had to get rid of, like forever, you could do without, what is it? You're more than welcome to comment on either the Planet Facebook page or in the live. But I also wanted to, uh, let's see, what, okay. Let's see if we got any comments. Oh, the stars. Yeah, John, like I got, I got the opportunity for stars now. Uh, Purple Rain, my man, RIP Prince. Yep, James says I've been to rain. <laughs> been to rain, too. That's right down the road. Uh, the TMZ says he was smoking his opponents. Yes, Jenny, he was. <laughs> that guy smoking while running the marathon. Uncle Chin. Jenny says my cardiologist smokes. Uh, John says John kind of comes back to the votes. It takes so long to count the votes because they're trying to make sure every single person's vote is counted. No matter how incompetent and incompetent their submission is, they cure the ballot, so if someone goofed up on their ballot, they reach out, try to contact them, they get it fixed. Yeah. Yep, that's kind of what's happening in Arizona. Um, hello, this is the Secretary of State's office. Yeah, we would like you to come down and verify your signature. Yes. Oh, that wasn't you. Ah. Okay, anyway, we'll still count it. Yes. You voted Democrat. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how it. <laughs> that's kind of how it's going. Um, 
but this is this is this is also a strange story. And, and it kind of was, and you don't see it that much in the mainstream media. Do you remember, and if you don't, you can go back and check it out, but do you remember the NBC reporter that reported on a totally different story than everyone else when it came to the attack at the Pelosi home? Um, boy, my, my producer, that dude is, that dude is slacking. I'm going to have to talk with him after the, after this power hour. But the headline from Fox News reads this, NBC News mum as Miguel Almaguer. I think that's how you pronounce that dude's name. If not, Miguel, I apologize, man. I know you're in hiding. But this dude hasn't appeared on air since his Paul Pelosi report was mysteriously retracted. NBC still has not explained why this report did not meet their standards. Miguel hasn't appeared on the network 11 days since his explosive report on the Paul Pelosi attack. That report was retracted. He and NBC have remained silent since the scrubbing of his report, suggesting that Nancy Pelosi's husband may not have been in danger when police arrived. Wasn't there something kind of sketchy about that story, but also we don't know everything that happened? They live in a fancy, bougie neighborhood. They do. They're uh, billionaires. (laughs) For sure, they're millionaires, right? A lot of under-the-table money, right? I mean, all these uh, Washington folk, you know, make 170-something thousand a year, but yet they're worth bajillions of dollars. It's for a whole nother day. But this guy, Miguel, had a different report than everyone else, saying that Paul Pelosi may not have been in danger when police arrived. But coming back to that, they live in a bougie neighborhood. Don't they live in a gated neighborhood? Cameras, anything, I don't know. Now, the ordeal puzzled insiders at NBC News with some believing the report was squashed because it went against the mainstream narrative. You think? A former senior NBC News executive who worked for Miguel believes the network needs to explain what's going on. Why would they? They don't have to. Standards? NBC News must be transparent with its viewers about this error. So it was an error. Who wrote Miguel's script? Who approved his script? Are he and his producers suspended during an investigation? A former executive goes on to say NBC silence on this matter speaks volume or volumes. NBC owes it to its audience to be truthful and not cover this up. But what if what he said was the truth? And they are covering it up. I don't know. I'm not saying question everything, but you got you to gotta question a few things. And it was like a full-on report by this guy. 
full-on report about what, what may have transpired when police arrived. That this guy who supposedly attacked them was already in the house. And that maybe they were partners. But no one has heard or seen Miguel or anything about that story again. Now, I'm not saying like anybody offed Miguel or, or anything like that, but they probably told him to, hey, go to the back, man. Think they were trying to report the news and then someone told them, hey, stop reporting the news. It's, that's not what you're paid to do. You're reporting what we tell you to report. <laughs> Don't talk about the real things. But again, you want to read a little more about that, you can. Coming up to the 10-minute mark left in the power hour, and we're going to talk about Thanksgiving food. You know, I, I never had, look, and, and I dig it. I, I still live in Church Point. Got a Cajun family. Love it. I never really had a bougie Thanksgiving. We ate on paper plates, you know. <laughs> we, we ate and, and still eat on paper plates. And that's fine. Um, but you think about Thanksgiving, right? You got, you got the turkey. Over here in South Louisiana, we got rice dressing. Cornbread dressing, right? Depending on where you come from. Stuffing. Oh, and uh, Seth tells me, don't forget, they were in their underwear. Yeah, they, um... Paul Pelosi and his partner were, they were probably just relaxing. Or when the dude came in, he said, hey, strip to your underwear, I'm going to hit you in the head with a hammer. And he might have stripped his underwear. Anyway, let's get back to Thanksgiving. But thanks for the, the comment. So you, turkey, rice dressing, Cornbread dressing for me, stuffing, right? I guess we got we to gotta talk about stuffing. I don't think I've ever had stuffing, but I guess that's close to rice dressing, is it? Cornbread dressing. Green bean casserole, that's another classic Thanksgiving dish. Yams or sweet potatoes, with or without marshmallows. Uh, do we throw a ham in when it comes to Thanksgiving dishes? Desserts, I don't know, pecan pie, apple pie. You, my mom might bring a cake. You know, your old aunt, your old tatant might bring a cake too. Um, but what's one thing that you would get rid of if you had to get rid of one Thanksgiving dish and not have it for the rest of your life, what would it be? And there was a story to go along with this, and I posted it on the Planet Facebook page for you to comment on. Not sure how Facebook is feeling on the algorithm. It's crazy, like you have over 2,000 people that like a page, but it reaches like four. Your posts reach about 40. <laughs> this is something we might talk about tomorrow. I like this. Does your family have its own dialect? And if the answer is yes, it's called familect. That's going to be for tomorrow. We won't have time to get into that today. But what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? There was a story about this. And if you had to get rid of one thing, what would it be? One must-go poll on Thanksgiving foods. 
Which one has to go? Between stuffing and mashed potatoes, 62% of people would drop stuffing. 38% would give up mashed potatoes. Apple pie versus pecan pie. 70% would give up pecan pie. Nope. I would give up apple pie. Brussels sprouts versus glazed carrots. See, that, that's, that's a bougie Thanksgiving. The, you, you got Brussels sprouts on Thanksgiving, you're kind of bougie. You're not eating on paper plates either. You got that, you got that real plate. Or mama might have broke out the china. Uh, what about gravy versus cranberry sauce? 72% would drop cranberry sauce. Cornbread versus potato rolls. See, we don't have anything fancy. We got the, um, what's those brown and serve rolls? Those are good. Brown and serve rolls. Perfect. For, for your Cajun Thanksgiving. Don't eat anything fancy. But 60% would give up cornbread. They didn't do, they didn't do this, this survey in the South. Baked sweet potatoes versus pumpkin pie. 66% would drop sweet potatoes. Nope, pumpkin pie gone. And I kind of forgot about pumpkin pie. Because that really only comes around around the holidays. I, I personally... Don't care for pumpkin pie. So after reading this, if I had to pick one thing to, to go away forever, if we're talking about Thanksgiving stuff, it would be pumpkin pie for me. And what about this? Sweet potato casserole versus green bean casserole. 58% of people claim they drop sweet potato casserole. I, I guess so. Now, my wife makes a good sweet potato casserole. It's, it's different. It's not just like canned yams into a casserole dish with the marshmallows on top. It has like brown sugar, you know, pecans on the top. There's butter in it. And, and it's, it's really, really good. So I, I would take a good sweet potato casserole. I wouldn't get rid of that. I would take a good green bean casserole. I wouldn't get rid of that. Um, so I guess for me, I guess it would be pecan pie that I would have to get rid of. Let's, let's go to the Planet Facebook page and see, see if we got any comments. Um, let's see, that was cold weather yesterday. So we got, we got a few comments. I guess the Facebook algorithm's feeling okay. Mentioned this earlier, uh, Nick, who does a hangover cafe Sunday mornings at 10, those yams with the marshmallow shaws. Uh, Brett says cranberry sauce can go. Uh, my Aunt Betty says cranberries and pumpkin pie can go. See, I, I kind of feel the same way. And Chris says dry turkey. Um, Ash <laughs> says anything that bushy family members bring. And Tiffany says straight up the turkey. And there's so many ways that you can do turkey now, though. Because it used to be back in the day, your mom, my mom put that turkey in the oven. They might might have put it in the bag. They stuffed it a little bit. And then you ate that. You know, but now people are frying turkeys. Um, even some people are doing crawfish boil turkeys. I've seen that years back. I tried that. Wasn't as good as what I thought it was going to be. But if I had to pick, like, I would go, and I have been doing this over the past few Thanksgivings, 
doing a, a stuffed turkey roll. Because it's easy. And it's not as dry as a turkey. So, like, I go turkey roll or I'll fry a turkey. Funny story. This one time, the first time I've ever fried a turkey, it was me and my father-in-law, my brother-in-law. We uh, drank way too many Bud Lights on Thanksgiving morning because, again, why not open up a can of beer early on a, on a Thanksgiving morning? And so we were frying this turkey, get the... Get the grease going up, warming up, and we're still... And apparently, my thermometer wasn't working right. And it was just taking so long for this grease to get hot. And it can get pretty dangerous if you... you know, if you, if you uh, heat up grease a little bit too much, a little bit too long, right? And that's exactly what happened to me. Now, thankfully, on Thanksgiving, it didn't blow up. But it easily could have. And we were thinking, like, man, why is it taking so long to get to, well, I don't know what you had to put it on. I think it was like 325, 350, 400. And when I got another thermometer, like the thermometer just did. Boop, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so we turned everything off. Like it was probably on the verge of exploding it was that hot and of course being bud lights in we laughed at it it was funny um waited for the grease to cool down and then we fried our turkey like good old cajuns would do <laughs> but happy thanksgiving man it is hard to believe that thanksgiving is next week enjoy some time with your family christmas is coming up we're ringing in 2023 man that's so crazy to think about it and I hate being cliche but where did 2022 go it it flew by but spend some time with your family this holiday season I'm not going to dwell on it just yet I hope we don't ring in 2023 with the Saints losing to Philadelphia but the odds are looking that way will we see Jameis Winston Will we see Taysom Hill Sunday? Will there be a change? I don't know, but who that? But thanks for listening to the Power Hour from 8 until 9 each and every weekday morning here on the planet. That's where it happens. We visit some of the headlines and stories of the day. Got a YouTube channel set up now. You can go back there and watch the previous episodes, which we've only been doing it since last week. So yesterday made six episodes. You can subscribe. It is the Planet Power Hour with Chris Logan. Got it published already on Spotify. So if you consume podcasts or music on Spotify, you can watch the previous episodes there. And then going to take the audio and we're going to make an Apple and Google podcast with that. That takes a little time to get published. Um, so maybe hopefully later this week or next week that will pop up. And those are other ways that you can listen to or watch the content from the Power Hour. But we're going to do it again tomorrow morning. So thanks again for watching or listening to Power Hour here on the planet 90s and 2000s rock.